I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter in their darkest hour Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it'll get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Sitting in for Clay and Buck today, syndicated radio personality Michael Berry. About one hour ago, the Washington Post put up the following story. Michigan Supreme Court allows Trump to appear on 2024 primary ballot. The article by Patrick Marley begins, Former President Donald Trump's name is set to appear on Michigan's primary ballot after the state Supreme Court declined Wednesday, that's earlier this morning, to hear a challenge to his candidacy. The decision not to hear the case comes a week after the Colorado Supreme Court determined Trump engaged in insurrection on January 6th of 2021 and is barred from running under the Constitution. Trump plans to appeal that ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court, which could determine for all states whether Trump can run again. First of all, as I explained yesterday, Trump doesn't have to win his case in the Supreme Court in order to be on the Colorado ballot. He only has to file an appeal to the Supreme Court and have the appeal filed. The document has been received by the Supreme Court by January 4th. That is the last day upon which you can get on the Colorado ballot to appear in the Republican primary on March 5th, which would be Super Tuesday. Lots of states. I think it's 13 states and three caucuses that day. So Trump will be on the Colorado ballot. And Trump will be on the Michigan ballot. 
Michigan, as you'll remember from yesterday, is one of the pre-Super Tuesday states. It'll be three days after South Carolina, and that would be um, uh, that would be April 27th. Is that right? Hold on, just a second. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, sorry, it's February 27th. I, th- I think the uh, I think the Michigan uh, primary is February 27th. And what's interesting, we got a long way to go. It's it's ten months away, March fifth, but Trump is polling ahead of Biden there. As I said yesterday, I don't believe Biden will be the nominee, but tr- Trump is polling ahead of Biden in most every poll that is considered halfway objective, with a decent sample size and and without an, an obvious bent, and he's polling in the national average. And he's polling, more importantly, in the key states. Because as you know, it's not a national election. It's 50 individual elections. And the state of Michigan is in play. And this Wisconsin is in play. And the state of Pennsylvania is in play. The state of Arizona is in play. North Carolina and Georgia. So trying to kick Trump off the ballot is a recognition of that's the only way they can beat him and they won't succeed. I want to talk about that in a while. But first, I want to turn to something that is very important, both in this year's election and who the president will be and the direction of the country. I said yesterday, and that's what I want to focus on today, that the single most important issue in America today is crime. It's really the rule of law in a sense of order, that doesn't play well in in a campaign. It's crime. That's our border. That's 10 to 12,000 people a day, an army a day, coming into this country, and seemingly nobody willing to do anything about it. You see videos every day of major cities across the country, and you see these thugs going in with a trash bag and just raking uh, uh, products off the shelves into the trash bag while nobody stops them. In the state of, uh, in the, in the city of San Francisco, they said, you know what? If it's less than a thousand dollars, we won't even criminalize it. Are you kidding me? And guess what happens? The CVSs and Walgreens start pulling out of places like San Francisco. Department stores that had heavy investment in San Francisco, in Chicago, are pulling out of there. In Seattle. And why wouldn't they? Because there's no rule of law. The crime is awful. But more important than the crime is the sense that you have and I have, and particularly Republican voters and moderates and independents who could possibly vote Republican in their congressional, in their Senate, and in the presidential election. And that is the sense that things are really wrong. That is the sense that we're on the wrong track and it's bad. I told you yesterday the Catherine Herridge comment on Face the Nation over the weekend. She talked about foreseeing this, this feeling, this, this bad uh, feeling that there's going to be a black swan event, whether that's a terror attack, an invasion, whatever that would be. And it might be a cyber attack, or it may be an old-fashioned 9-11, or it may be terror cells because we know they have the forces to do it. But what I don't see is a sense from the candidates on the Republican side, in the House, in the Senate, even the presidential candidates. What I don't see is a sense of understanding the moment. 
This is a moment where people are angry. And we'll get into some of the stats and uh, based on the polls and things like that. But people are angry and you feel it. You feel not only your anger, but you feel other people's anger. You feel a sense of anxiety. And the real anger about it all is that nobody in a position to do anything about it seems willing to do anything about it. They're just watching our border be overrun. And nobody believes anything's going to be done. When does it stop? The numbers are growing. It's a snowball rolling down and picking up more steam. We've got trains of people on their way and no end in sight. No one is saying this will stop right now. This is what we will do. We will stop it. And the anger is building. And you're going to have more and more of these crimes. You're going to have high-profile crimes by illegal aliens coming into this country. You're already seeing it in Houston, where I'm from. You're seeing the rapes. You're seeing the murders. You're seeing the MS-13 activity, which plenty of these guys are. And there is such an anger about it. In 1976, there was just such a feeling. Richard Nixon had been pardoned by Gerald Ford, who was sort of the accidental president. He hadn't been elected. He ran for re-election. Of course, you know he lost to Jimmy Carter. Things were bad in the country. Crime had spiked. Uh, the economy was not great. And there was just this general sense that things were wrong. This, this guy, had Nixon had left the White House. Uh, he was pardoned for his crimes. He didn't. He wasn't punished, whereas some of the the other folks were. Things weren't good. There was it was a bad feeling in the country. You'd you'd had the OPEC issue and the, the energy prices. You're, you're heading into inflation. Things were bad, and people didn't know what to do about it. And there was a movie that came out called Networks, one of my favorite movies. It is uh, Peter Finch's last role, and it's a star-studded cast. And it's about a, an anchor whose, whose ratings are terrible. He's fourth out of four. He works for a fictitious network called UBS. The ratings were terrible and couldn't do anything about it. So, so they, so he finds out that he's going to be fired in two weeks. So he announces on the air, I'm going to commit suicide in a week. And that gave him a little spike, but that died down. And then, and then he does something that makes the movie so memorable. And you've heard it. It's the character of Howard Beale. And he's talking into the screen. And I want you to listen to how similar this sounds today. And he's saying, I don't know the answer, but you've got to get angry. It's a longer clip than I would normally play. It's just over two minutes. But I want you to listen carefully to the words, because I think this is what we need to hear Republicans saying. Go ahead, Mike. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. 
I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell, and say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Stick your head out of the window, open it, and stick your head out and keep yelling and yell, I'm as mad as hell, I'm not going to take this anymore. Just get up from your chairs right now. Go to the Where are you window. going? Everybody I want to see if anybody's yelling. Open it and stick your head out and yell and keep yelling. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to this The networks didn't realize how angry people were, and they were shocked by the reaction. Do you remember during the school board meetings the last few years during the COVID lockdowns? That's basically what parents who had never been to a school board meeting, much less going up there and yelling at the school boards, that's what they were saying. It can be done. We can do it. It's time people understand that we have to channel this anger to fix these problems. I'm Michael Berry. In for Clay and Buck all week. More coming up. The Truth Compass. Pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Crime is the number one issue in America today. It's the number one concern of real people. How often do you hear? If you bothered to watch any of those debates with Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, how often do you hear questions related to crime and the crime to come? It's only going to get worse. The fuse has been lit. The more illegals you allow in, let's say only one in a hundred is a murderer in their home country. If only one in a hundred is a murderer in their home, we know, we know certain things. Murderers murder. Rapist, rape. Sex traffickers, traffic. They never stop. It's what they do. So what's being done about it? Do you get the sense that anybody is leading on that issue? July 24th, 1992, Gwen Eiffel posted a story in the New York Times headline. Now you got George H.W. Bush, who's running for re-election against Bill Clinton. Bush's ratings are the highest of any president since polling had been done because of the first Iraq war. He's extraordinarily popular, unbeatable. Headline, the 1992 campaign, the Democrats' Clinton in Houston speech assails Bush on crime issue. Opening line, July 24th, 1992, the late summer of that campaign where Clinton will win in November. Governor Bill Clinton took a page from the Republican playbook today. Standing on the steps of Houston City Hall here with uniformed police officers arrayed behind him as he denounced President Bush's record on fighting crime. We cannot take our country back until we take our neighborhoods back, Governor Clinton said as thousands of onlookers cheered. Four years ago, this crime issue was used to divide America. I want to use it to unite America. I want to be tough on crime and good for civil rights. You can't have civil justice without order and safety. That is just before the November election where Clinton beats Bush by taking the crime issue away from him. He committed that ten he would put 10,000 cops on the streets. Well, the federal government can't put cops on the street. They don't have a system to do that. What he would do is give grants to the major cities in states that he liked that would help him get reelected to the politicians, the mayors especially, who would help him get reelected, and the governors. Fast forward, Wednesday, October 12, 1994, press release. 
President Clinton announces new crime bill grants to put police officers on the beat. President Clinton today announced the first round of police hiring grants under, under the new crime bill, an important step toward his goal of putting 100,000 police on America's streets. That is two and a half weeks before the election. He's going to put 10,000 cops on the streets. One of the people he got that from was the very successful mayor of Houston at the time, Bob Lanier, who took $50 million that was used for a very wasteful monorail program. The city of Houston had this desire that we were going to become New York somehow with a stupid subway because every Houstonian, when they go to New York, says, I don't have to drive anywhere. I can ride the subway. Yeah, because you can't drive because there's no parking. There's no place to park. The, the, the streets are, are jammed. You'd rather have your own vehicle. Stop being stupid and stop having such a, a jealousy of New York and trying to be like them. Would you also like to be Bernie Getz and get mugged in the, in the subway? I don't think so. But Lanier did something that was brilliant and made a huge difference. He removed that money from Metro, which was coming from the city of Houston, and he committed 655 officers. Well, that, too, was undoable. What it meant was he gave a lot of overtime. And guess what? You put cops out on this, more cops on the street. You fund the cops instead of defunding the cops, which is what we're experiencing now. And crime goes down. It's amazing. If Biden does that, Democrats are willing to do anything to beat uh, Trump. They won't push back. Everything that happened since George Floyd, oh, there would be some Black Lives Matter complaints, that some Antifa complaints, it'd be some... But, you know, goofy professor who would say this is this is not good and he's worried. But if he started putting more cops on the streets and announcing tough on crime, he would own that issue because no Republican is doing it yet. That is the issue. That's the winner. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck. More coming up. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. One of many folks I follow on Twitter is a guy named Colin Rugg. I've never met him in person. I don't know much about him. He describes himself as co-owner of Trending Politics, investor, and American, with an American flag. He says he's a media personality, and his website is trendingpoliticsnews.com. And he just posted, uh, he's a good follow, uh, and, and in fact, the show I host in Houston, I often will try to promote people that I think are, are pretty good follows. Um, just because many of you are like me, you're, you're looking for good sources of information and nobody's perfect. There may be something, someone that disagrees with you on this or that. In fact, I heard from a lot of folks that I follow and have interacted with over the years. Last night that I was too pro-Trump and that DeSantis is going to win. To which I said, I'm just calling balls for strikes. I, I, I wasn't advocating. I was simply telling you what I think is going to happen. Pro-Palestinian protesters are blocking the road leading to JFK airports in New York, <clears throat> forcing travelers to walk around them to make their flights. According to Scooter Caster, New York, Port Authority police are now making arrests to open up the roadway. The incident comes after pro-Palestine Palestine protesters wreaked havoc in New York City over the weekend, demanding that Christmas be canceled. 
and he shows you the video, um, which looks like the, the source is originally freedomnews.tv. I'm sure you can find this. Colin Rugg is at Colin Rugg, C-O-L-L-I-N-R-U-G-G is his, is his uh, handle. But when you, when you see something like this, I gotta tell you, in Texas, you'd be far more likely for somebody in, in their big dually truck to plow through this. And a jury would say, we understand. In New York, there is a great deal more tolerance, but it's not because the people are actually any more tolerant. It's that they are, and this is the saddest part of it all. They are resigned. This is what pluralism looks like. I know a lot of folks are mad at Ann Coulter because she's not on the Trump train. But she says and writes some very interesting things. She's a good follow, by the way, on Substack. And again, I don't have to agree with every opinion somebody has to think that I want to know what they're saying and, and, and what they're writing because a lot of it is, is, is brilliant. And Ann Coulter is brilliant. I know Buck Sexton tells me he catches hell from listeners when he has Ann on. You should want to hear from Ann. And when she says something about Trump you don't like, you should say, okay, we just don't, we don't agree on that. But she says a lot of things that nobody else is saying. One of the things she talks about and, and was one of the first to really talk about this with a broad audience was what pluralism looks like. And I don't mean different skin colors. I don't even necessarily mean different religions. I mean when your society is made up without any distinctive majority culture. My wife is from India, and my boys are from Africa. But I will tell you, we are as American a family as what I would consider an American family is. Norman Rockwell-esque. We are, we've waved the flag. We believe July 4th is a date that is very important. We think the Constitution is important. Now, that doesn't mean we don't go to Ethiopia and visit and love the food. We have it once a week. We have Indian food once a week. Uh, I have lots of relatives in India, and it's a special place when we go to both of those places. But we're very proud Americans. And it was long the case that the melting pot metaphor meant that when you come to this country, you bring all the wonderful garb, whether that's a dashiki or a Nehru jacket, some sort of sandal, um, a, a wayabera. It really didn't matter. When you came to the United States, you bought in. You added your culture as icing on the cake, but you bought in. You learned English. You learned the rule of law. You learned the culture. People came to this country who were Hindus, uh, and in many cases Muslims, for a long time when, when you had a more secular Islam, and you celebrated Christmas. All my Jewish friends celebrate Christmas, but that's not Hanukkah. They celebrate Christmas because their neighbors do, and the nation does. And then there became a time where people who, when they arrived, said, you know, I don't look like the people I see on TV. I don't have sex with the opposite sex. I don't have the same skin color. 
I don't worship in the same types of churches. I didn't go to the same types of schools. I don't have the same nuclear family. I don't play the same sports. I don't have the same likes. And I demand that it all be changed. I want to tear it all down and remake it in my image. And that began the idea that the person at the party who says, I'm miserable, everybody, shut the party down and pay attention to me. Because that's what happened. It's exactly what happened. And it ain't much of a party when that happens, is it? And then people started noticing, ah, the person who comes to the party and starts complaining and crying, feeling sorry for themselves, gets all the attention. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so we became a culture where the person that complains the most gets the most attention. We're talking about these goobers, and that's what they are. These pro-Palestinian protesters, oh, there's a few folks in there that have some connection to the Middle East, but you got a lot of white kids in there that are from Franklin, Tennessee, or Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, or Idaho, and they just really like being for these causes because their parents aren't. It's like they've reached a higher plateau. These are the same kinds of people, the same exact types of people, who would join a cult and end up poisoned, join a cult and hand their wife over to the cult leader because that's what David Koresh or whoever else told them to. You know, for all the talk about the, the, the wackos in Waco under David Koresh, a bunch of them that came out of California that ran vegan restaurants that were just as nutty, maybe worse. Just as nutty, if not worse. So what you have here is everybody having to go around them to get into the airport, and that's not right. What if everybody did this? What if every road in America was shut down because, you know, the kids in the local high school don't want to go to school on Friday, so they just shut all the traffic down? Well, they'd be arrested, right? Pulled up by the nape of their neck and brought home, spanked, and said, knock it off, don't do this again. But these people aren't arrested, right? So that becomes a real problem. How do we selectively enforce rules? How do we allow, how do we allow illegals to come into this country and hand them a phone and some cash, ask no questions, and let them go wherever they want? But you've got to be COVID tested before you can go back to college. These kids don't. In the New York schools, you've got to be COVID tested and vaccinated to get in a lot of the schools. These people aren't even tested. And I will tell you this, they are far more likely per person to be carrying COVID and a number of other diseases because, to paraphrase Donald Trump's phrase, they come from crap hole countries. What makes a crap hole country? It's filthy. It's crime riddled. There's a bad uh, um, health care system. It's nasty. You've been there. And don't tell me, oh, I've been to Honduras. You stayed in the park where the Americans go. I've been to the Dominican Republic. Yeah, you stayed on the nice part over there. I've been to Jamaica. Yeah, they didn't let you go into town because you getting killed would be really bad for tourism. So where is the person? Trump is perceived as the guy. But this is the moment. This is where you step up and say, when I'm president, I'll send feds in there 
and we'll yank these people out of there and we'll send them to prison, we'll keep them in prison. Clinton grabbed the crime issue when it mattered most and got elected president and got reelected despite having been romped in the midterm elections of 94. Crime is the number one issue, and people want action. They want order restored. They want something done. I do, and I bet you do too. You can reach me by email through the website, michaelberryshow.com, and I do enjoy hearing from you. I'll be here all week, thanks to the good folks on the Clay and Buck team. And we'll take some of your calls in a bit. 1-800-282-2882, 1-800-282-2882. More coming up. The Torch of Truth, past and still lit every day. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. So Gallup did a pretty sizable poll gauging Americans' reaction to major issues, and crime popped. 77% of Americans responded that there is more crime in America than a year ago. A majority of Americans, 55%, believe there's more crime in their local area than a year ago. So one in five says, yeah, there's more crime in the country, but not where I live. Do you know why? Because as you drill down into what pollsters call the crosstabs, you'll find that whites are more concerned about crime than blacks. Hispanics are in the middle. People in rural communities, which tend to have far lower rates of crime, are far more concerned about crime than people in urban communities. Now, is that entirely perception and fear of something that may not? No. No, it's not. It speaks to culture. The difference between a good public school and a bad public school is how a teacher reacts when a student starts cussing the teacher and how the other students react when a student starts cussing the teacher. And if you started those two schools from scratch and you sent the students into both of the schools and you had a student stand up and start threatening to beat the butt of the teacher, which happens a lot, particularly in inner city schools, and you started from scratch, it's never happened before, and the students in one of the groups cheered and pulled out their cameras to start filming, and the teacher didn't know what to do. And in the other school, the students grabbed the kid, put him down, said, knock it off, and the principal was called in, and the student was taken out and disciplined and sent into detention. In short order, one school would have better academics, would be a safer environment, and the other one would continue to spiral. That wouldn't be the last time it happened. Other people would begin. There's your cultural problem. We don't like to talk about culture in America because culture is always tied to race, and that makes people uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be. It can reflect some subcultures of race, but the important thing is the behavior. And when we become afraid to talk about behavior, because that behavior, whether accurately or not, is identified with a particular race, failing inner city schools, for instance. Oh, that's just a dog whistle for black schools. Actually, if you look at the demographics of urban schools across the country, you will see a much higher percentage of blacks than you do in rural schools and a lower percentage of whites than you do in rural schools. So that's accurate. 
Will that upset somebody black? It would upset me too. Because I don't want it being the case that majority white schools are failing. That looks bad on me. But I don't want any school to fail. I don't care the skin color. How many black politicians don't agree with me on that? How many black politicians, Democrats in America, are quite comfortable with schools, all black schools, failing as long as nobody from the outside comes in and tries to fix it, which is exactly what we've seen in Houston. The state took over the Houston Independent School District, which was corrupt and failing. But more important than the fact that the facilities were falling apart and that consultants were being hired to come in and tell the white kids that they're all awful and the black kids that they're all victims, both messages that are terrible, but more importantly, the students couldn't read at grade, not anywhere near grade. We'll get into public education a little later. The school was failing and wasn't going to be fixed, so they brought in a guy who's black named Mike Miles, and he starts firing administrators and making changes. And Sheila Jackson Lee, who just ran for mayor and was defeated, and Sylvester Turner, the black mayor, liberal, radical, nut job, think Brandon Johnson out of Chicago or uh, uh, Muriel Bowser out of uh, uh, Baltimore or any number of other terrible mayors who's all they ever talk about is race. Well, what we've seen is an attempt by the state, which is majority Republican, to fix HISD, which is largely black, was met with resistance from black leaders. Because guess what? We'd rather our schools fail but be led by blacks of our choosing than succeed and have somebody from outside the district come in and make good policy. Sounds to me like you don't love the kids. That's what it sounds like to me. That's why crime is tolerated in urban controlled decaying America and in rural areas it's not that's why you see crime in Birmingham and yet the state of Alabama is doing just fine it's why you see crime in Detroit and Chicago and Houston and New Orleans and Los Angeles and Seattle and Baltimore and Philadelphia that's why we'll talk about that and take some of your calls coming up 1-800-282-2882 Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week Cheapo Air. For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Com. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. 
For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades-in-arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 